0: Uh, hey everybody i'm tiffany Younggren, owner of omh agency and welcome to breakaway agent uh, in a world where most real estate pros struggle to get ahead there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful this show is to empower inspire and educate breakaway agents those agents who want to break away from the pack even more with useful insights from people who have done it or in this case someone who helps top producers in areas that most of us struggle with at times. So thank you so much for listening and welcome. If you just even get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that is a huge win. So hopefully you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Um, Today, I would like to thank Laura Leist for joining me. So welcome and thank you so much. You're um, with Eliminate Chaos, which just even the name of it, having been in real estate for over 15 years, just even thinking eliminating chaos. and honestly with what we do, like I feel like anybody can relate to wanting to eliminate chaos. Um, I'm just really excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for taking um, time out of your day for us today. Sure. First, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Laura. She's CPO and founder of Eliminate Chaos. She works with individuals and organizations to increase their productivity, profitability, and peace of mind with streamlined office systems through the use of technology. She has written over 15 books, and her clients include CEOs of multibillion-dollar corporations, real estate and law offices, athletes, media personalities, solopreneurs, and divas of domesticity. Laura is past president of NAPO, NAPO, I'm guessing is how you yes. say that? yes. National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Laura and her husband Rob share their home with their two dogs, Bear and Chaos, and Laura jokes that he is the only chaos she won't eliminate. Welcome, Laura. Thank you, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we just start out? Why don't you just briefly tell me about yourself and kind of how you got to be doing what you're doing right now? Sure. Yeah. Well, it's hard to believe today. I sent an email blast out that
1: we're starting our 19th year in business. Oh, wow. And it's hard to believe that it's gone by so quickly. Um, My background is actually in um, the computer industry, so the IT industry. So, I was in that field for over a decade and I traveled all over the world and I worked on some amazing projects. But I was never home, and um, after traveling for about 80% of the time, I decided that I really wanted to be home and start my own business, and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but every time I had a review, my managers always said that I was the most organized, detail-oriented employee that they had and great project manager. So I decided to put those skills to use and start eliminate chaos where originally the company was going to be just a residential organizing company, meaning I was going to go in to homes and I was going to get them organized. And I couldn't believe I got paid to do that I mean, <laughs> because back at that time, uh, Organizing wasn't really a known industry. Uh, People thought we were glorified house cleaners. They hadn't really heard of us. There was no real simple magazine at that time. And so people didn't really understand what the benefits were of someone that has uh, my background and what I, I, I could help our clients with. And so fast forward maybe about a year, I was working with a... Um, individual who ran um, her business from home. She's a very successful entrepreneur and I remember being in her home office that day and I was actually hired to get her stuff organized in her office and so I described stuff as anything that's not paper. Um, So we were doing stuff and then a little bit of paper and I was in her closet and I went up to the top shelf and I, and there was a, a Palm Pilot, if you remember those days, <laughs> yeah, <very well. laughs> and I said, um, you know, what, what is this? And she said, well, it's a Palm Pilot. And I said, well, I know what it is, but why is it, why is it on the shelf? And it's all covered in dust and you haven't opened it. And she
0: said, well, I don't know how to set it up. Well, and, and real quick for anyone, I know we've got people who are listening who are, you know. Um, like my kid's age, <laughs> a Palm Pilot was pre-cell phones. Yes. So you could basically do a lot of the organizational tasks that you can do on your cell phone now, minus a lot of apps. So it was like a proprietary set of things. I mean, there were things you could do and there were like pieces you could add to it, but just when you give that, a, is that a good description of a reference of like what a Palm Pilot does with the calendar and the contacts and
1: yeah, and I think we um, yeah, have contacts and calendar, and I think at that time, their cell phones were out during that time frame, because I know at that time, I did have one, but they're very different than what we all know, you know, our smartphones to be today, and so when I think of, you know, like a Palm Pilot, you know, just having this information at your at your fingertips when you're not in your office, and so, I would find so many um, individuals that didn't know how to set up this technology, get it synchronized to their computers. So I said, well, let's unwrap it. Let's get it set up. Today's your lucky day. And I'm crawling under the desk to get it all set up. And you know, she, she said to me, well, I don't understand how somebody that is hired to organize my office and all this stuff would know how to do this. What she didn't understand was that I had 12 years in the IT industry where I knew exactly how to do that and so much more, but I had changed what I was doing. And it was really a light bulb moment for me at that time that there were all of these individuals that ran very successful businesses from home, small businesses, kind of like what I was doing, although I had just started. But because I had always worked for really large companies with you know, staff, I never really thought about how there would be a market for me with my skill set to help business owners. And so what I worked to do was to separate the company into two divisions where we have the residential division where we go in and help people organize and downsize and move. And then another division where we work with um, businesses to make them you know, more profitable and productive through the use of streamlining their technology. So that's kind of how I got started. And it was really that one client where she questioned my abilities and I thought, well, you know, I'll show you that I really do know what I'm I'm talking about. And that just opened my eyes and opened the doors to so many other projects that we've now done, you know,
0: 18 years later. Very cool. That's awesome. That is very cool. Well, yeah. now when we talked a little bit, you were um, you mentioned that you have a team that works with you. Can you just share with me a little bit about your team? Right. So we have two teams. We have a residential
1: organizing and relocation management team. And then we have a business productivity team. So my residential organizing team um, goes in and they do basically kind of two types of projects if you wanna put them into two different boxes. When we organize somebody's home, it's typically for someone that either doesn't have time or they don't know how to get it organized and we're organizing it for them so that they can like live in that home. But then we have another type of client where they're moving. And so they need to downsize, you know, eliminate things. They need someone to manage their entire move process, hiring all the right vendors. We pack, we hire the movers, we oversee move day. We do placement of all the furniture. We, (laughs) so many different things, you know, we, we unpack, we organize. And that's our residential team. Our Business team is very different in the sense that we um, primarily focus on small small, business, small to medium-sized businesses where we really work with an individual or a department or a team to look at their technology and their business processes and, and how do we make them more efficient. So that might be through the use of Microsoft Outlook, OneNote, a CRM, Um, a lot of different um, types of technology. So
0: two completely different um, divisions of Eliminate Chaos. Okay, awesome. Well, as you know, we talk mostly to real estate agents um, and brokers, leaders of teams, but also people who are you know, trying to either starting out and want to be a breakaway agent or already are there and want to bring it to a new level. So I've got some questions. And the first one is from Miranda at Keller Williams of Hollywood Hills. And she asks, you help offices move. What are some things teams should consider when doing that? And does a move typically affect business and how might it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I always encourage our clients to do is before they move, they need to go through their office and and downsize and get rid of the stuff that they're no longer using. And while that sounds so simple, I think the challenge for people is, is that if you haven't worked at the office for a long time, you maybe don't feel like you are in a position To make the decision about what can be um, let go of, you know, eliminated from the office. And so I find that it's oftentimes asking that permission to let things go, you know, asking the right questions and figuring out, you know, who's really responsible for that You also have to take into consideration when moving an office as to what kind of space that you're moving into. When we worked with companies that were moving, uh, you know, the trend is to go away from a lot of paper, which means you're going to have smaller offices, less filing, which means you've got to go more digital. You have to think about, you know, what some of those um, systems are. And then what was the last part of that question? uh, does it move typically affect business? And, oh yes. Does it affect business? Well, yes and no. So, uh, a lot of times we try and move businesses over the weekend where they're already going to be away and they they know that they're going to need some downtime, um, to be away, but there's also things that we try and set up in terms of like the move plan, of getting individuals prepared for this time that they are going to be, you know, away and not as productive as they're used to. Now, one of the things that I see a lot of companies making a mistake with is, you know, I'll go out and I'll meet with an organization that's getting ready to move, and I'll let them know how we can work with their employees to make this a much more efficient process. So if you think about at work, everyone is always so, already so busy doing you know, their own job, but now you've asked someone to like manage a move and hire these resources and figure out how you're gonna organize the kitchen and the touchdown stations and the storage rooms and the mail rooms and the coffee center and all of these areas and they don't know how to do it. That's not what they're hired to do. That's not their expertise. And so what I find a lot of organizations doing is taking um, time away from employees and making them do other roles where they could bring in an expert and have it done a lot quicker where they could keep the business going, doing what they're the best at. But companies don't look at it from that standpoint. They're just looking at it from what what is this going to cost the organization. In the end, it probably a lot of times costs
0: them a lot more
1: than what it would be to bring someone in to help.
0: It really reminds me of something that business owners struggle with all the time, which is kind of what you're saying, which is, you know, this can affect your business a lot less if you put the money into it, but if you're going to spend a lot of time doing it kind of during these business hours and doing it yourself, it's going to cost you more because right. you're trying to interweave it. So again, it's that time money kind of thing. Like you're going to spend something. What are you going to spend?
1: Right. You have to figure out what's your ti- what, what is your time worth and think about too, what, you, what are you an expert at? and hire out the rest because, you know, everyone says, well, it can't be that difficult what you do. And I thought, well, the reason it doesn't look difficult is because we are very good at what we do. And we've, we've really perfected a process and a methodology. So it makes it look like our job is so easy, but people have no idea how challenging and difficult it actually can be to make it go, you know, very smoothly. So You know, again, it kind of boils down to what are you an expert at, and sometimes it pays to bring in the experts to do a piece of it and let you do your job, which you're good at, which in turn might be getting more more business
0: for your business. Exactly. Well, and I just want to unpack a couple of the things that you said. The first thing is, um, you know, and I could see, you know, you've helped business, you've helped real estate offices move in particular, and. Um, I, I could see this even trickling into just a reorganization based on something that you brought up earlier, which is going paperless. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you mentioned like um, setting up different systems, maybe having a different office. Can you just give an example of something that might be affected um, in that transition, especially if you're moving, which is a transition in itself, and then also going paperless and what what might uh, a team consider when doing that?
1: Yeah, so I have a couple of really great examples of projects we just did over the summer with some real estate offices in the Seattle and Kirkland area where I live, and um, they're uh, adding space, they're remodeling spaces, they're getting new office space, and so we were brought in to work with um, some of their brokers as well as some of their their staff um, to really help them ease through the transition. And so, for example, just when we're talking about going through that whole paperless thing, um, one of the individuals that we worked with, she's responsible for all of the brokers in six offices. And on the day that I went to her office, I wasn't exactly sure what we were going to work on, but all of the broker's files were all in paper format and she's fairly new to this position which meant that she inherited banker boxes full of broker files of which many of them had no organization there may have been many sections but literally like papers were just sort of laid in on top and there was no structure none of that and then the other thing was is that her drawers um, didn't lock. So she was always having to lock her office to keep that information confidential. So they had hired a new office manager and um, what they wanted to do was get all of those broker files scanned. So Malia, who works on our business team, she's one of our productivity specialists. She went in and worked with the office manager and um, the manager of all the brokers to really define what the structure, the digital structure looks like, the naming conventions for all of those files. So they they opened up many files to kind of see like what what are the contents? What are we keeping? How do we name those files? Like what are the consistent naming conventions and put all of that in place so that the person that was then going to be doing the scanning could then simply have a process and something to look at and then you know, because we don't need to do the scanning. They don't need to pay us to do that. But what they need to hire us for is to figure out, like, what is the structure? Who needs access? Who does not need access? So then it becomes a security issue on their server. You know, where are they storing this information so that it can't be accessed by others in the organization? So that was one project that we did where we um, help them digitize all of those files. And then another project where we haven't, haven't done this yet, but I've made it as a recommendation that I think they should do is, you know, they've got several office managers. And one of the office managers is fairly new and she loves OneNote. Um, she's uh, used it quite a bit. And OneNote is a digital notebook for those that don't know what OneNote is. Um, people might be familiar with Evernote, different product, same same kind of concept. Um, but here's the thing: what I'm finding is that at each office, they have some information that's the same that they need to share, but then other information that's a little different. And then what happens is, is one office manager might go on vacation, but somebody needs access to that information. So how do you get access to it when it's physically in another location on a piece of paper where you have no idea where it is? But what if you took all of that information and you put it into a digital notebook that that you then shared out to all these office managers And not only could they have it on their computers, but they could have it on their smartphones as well, which means that wherever they are, they could have this information at their fingertips. So this is a project that I've recommended um, that they consider implementing because I know how much easier it's going to make for the
0: office staff to be able to share and access information. So OneNote is kind of, is that what you use to have the centralized Um, information that they could access and you could um, change like privacy settings or user access settings? Or was there, did you use something like Dropbox in conjunction with that or?
1: No, we did not use, so we haven't done that project yet, but this is something that I'm recommending that they do. Um, But OneNote is just essentially it's a digital notebook uh, with sections and pages. So if you think of like a three ring binder and you think about the days when we were back in school and you had the five tabs, you know, the sections. Yeah. You could have like multiple sections in your notebook and then down the right hand side you would have your pages and subpages. So you could have, you know, like a section that talks about the security systems and the alarm systems, and then you can have another section that talks about, like, you know, who delivers the water to the office or where do we get, you know, the snacks from. I mean, you can kind of set up the data however you want. But I, I what I find with anyone that's using OneNote is it – sometimes it can become like a free-for-all where you just start dumping information into it and again there's no structure so you have to really define like what is the information that we're tracking who needs to access it how do we store it how do we name it Um, in OneNote, you can also attach documents such as a word document a jpeg an excel file um, links to different things What else was I going to say about it? And, oh, and you can password protect certain sections so you could keep people out of it. But it's not where it's, it's not like it's a central repository of just a bunch of files. If that's what you're thinking
0: about in terms of like a Dropbox. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could totally geek out about that all day. So I should probably um, ask another question. (laughs) Okay, so we can move on. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing all that great stuff. So, and thank you for listening. Remember, the best is yet to come. agent is produced by omh agency and hosted by tiffany youngren a special thanks to production assistants by taylor hill Dwayne youngren and miranda youngren the song beside me is by youngren music and a special thanks to our audio production advisor and engineer alex youngren